It's wonderful to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Our websites are clark.com and clarkdeals.com. And, you know, one of the things that's so fantastic about business is how business owners, if their business conditions permit, can be really flexible and meet the needs of the times and the customer base they're looking for. And I got just three examples for you. One of them is that Starbucks is going to close a ton of their locations that are ones with cafes where people go and sit down inside and hang out and reopen new locations that are walk-up or drive-through only because their customer base, they've discovered, has changed completely and is now 80% people who just want their cup of coffee or frappuccino or cappuccino or tall or short or long or whatever you buy. I know nothing about coffee, but they're making this major change because the market has changed. And Aldi, the discount grocer, is rolling out almost all their stores around the United States through the summer where you can have curbside pickup. You order on an app and then you pick up the groceries at the store, kind of like how Walmart does it, but you'll pay more money for the items than you would if you went inside to pick them up yourself. Um, Just a, a few pennies more per item, which for a lot of Aldi shoppers, They're so price conscious, they'll probably say, I'm not paying eight more cents for that. I'm going inside, but it'll be your choice. And then Sam's Club, as it continues to try to come up with a strategy to effectively compete against Costco, is now offering in a rollout through the month of June at their various locations where people who buy the premium Sam's Club membership will be able to have free curbside pickup where Sam's Club employees will go shop the items that you put in on the Sam's Club app. You'll have an assigned time to come and they'll put the things in the trunk of your vehicle with curbside delivery. And you're going to see businesses that can change their business model do it. There There are businesses that just structurally can't change things like an airline can't figure out a way to deal with people's fear of flying not because they're afraid of flying but because they're afraid of flying and getting coronavirus but other players have the ability to change how they do things and I'll tell you I have bought more from Sam's Club than I ever have in my life because I have that premium membership and they also offer free delivery for most everything And it's gotten better and better over these months, more and more efficient, more and more reliable. But the pickup thing, I like that even more. Jenny is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Clark. Thanks for talking with me. Sure, Jenny. You are about to have your life complete. I mean, to this moment, (laughs) your life has been missing something. It's been like an aching inside And what is now going to lead you to this new, greater life? We're finally getting a Costco in our city. Yeah, you know, 
if a place didn't have a Costco, I just couldn't live there. We had a dog that I named Costco Wholesale. <laughs> cool. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. You were still really up on them, and I wanted to know if when they open a store, if they usually have deals on the credit card and the membership, and should I go on and get a credit card now and unfreeze the credit or wait and see what they've got? No, and, definitely uh, wait to see what deals are offered for you um, when they first open. And okay. so the, the grand opening special offers are really pretty good, especially or how far are you from the nearest community that has a Costco? <laughs> I don't know. We're in Evansville, Indiana, so it would probably be Louisville or Indianapolis or St. Louis. Because the further you are from the next store, the likelier it is that they'll do a no, big splash yeah, to try no to get the members mm-hmm. to sign up. No, oh, cool. Okay. So, so it's still a good deal in that membership? The membership's is, uh, really expensive. The membership's yes. $60 a year. And R120. so it's like, wow, that's big money. How could it possibly be worth it? So the neat thing with Costco is if you join and you're like, that Clark, he has no idea what he's talking about. I don't see why he was so excited about this place. At any point in the year, you can walk back into membership and say, I'm not really finding this to be for me. And they'll give you your money back. No, yeah, well, good. But okay. I'm, I, I love, uh, you know, their credit card. I mm-hmm. don't know if you eat out much, but you get 3% cash back on every meal you eat, 3% ah. back on any travel, 4% back on gasoline, 2% back for anything you buy in the store, and 2% cash back for anything that you buy at Costco.com. And the card has no annual fee. Oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, if you want to know oh, what they usually good. offer to people when a store opens in what's mm-hmm. called in retail an island market, when it's isolated from where there's been one before, they usually tend to offer something like maybe a $20 cash card that defrays a portion of the first year's membership. Mm-hmm. They may offer some you know, a free pizza or a free, um, they're really big on their rotisserie chicken, so they may offer you one of those. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, I've heard you talk about them quite a bit. Wanted to make sure you still felt the same. All right. So I got a tip for you also. If you do join, Jenny, all right, so when a new Costco opens, takes them a while to get enough of a membership base to get volume up. So a new store in the first year will have quite a bit of what I call 97s. Those are clearance items. When it goes to uh, ending in a price ending in 97 cents, that means Costco's having to get rid of it and they're selling it below their cost. And when a store is a baby, when it's in its uh, new life, that's when they tend to move merchandise more slowly and the early members who get in there and look around and look for the 97s, they get a deal better than Costco. They get Costco on clearance. I don't like the place at all, do I? Linda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Linda. Hi, Clark. Thank you so much for taking my question. Certainly, Linda. What's going on? Tulsa loves you. I want you to know that right off. Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, my husband and I... You know, you have one of those newer Costco's 
And I loved shopping at it when it was brand new because you could pull up right to the door and go inside. And now you have to fight for a space in the parking lot on the weekends. That is so true. Well, my question is about life insurance. My husband and I are dealing with the issues right now with my mom, who's 90, who didn't take care of all of her plans. And my husband and I have had a life insurance policy for a few years and we were talking about, do we need it? We don't have any debt, and we're thinking about prepaying for all of our final expenses. So we're, what would happen to the life insurance policy? So the purpose of the life insurance policy primarily is replacement of income. If with one of you gone, the other doesn't have enough money to live on, or if both of you are gone, there was somebody who depends on you for income. If there's no situation like that, then life insurance may not hold a useful role in your life. So is this a whole life policy? Is this a term policy? No, it's a term life. And I actually, I think the problem is with a lot of people, and including me and my husband, it's an issue you really don't want to talk about very much. So we've just always had a life insurance policy since the kids were little. And we've still had it all these years. But the one that we just got is a term life for 25 years. And mine would, like, expire when I'm 87, and if I live as long as my mom, it was time out, and it wouldn't be worth anything. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we'll just cancel that. So wait, wait, wait. That's actually a good problem to have. You, you know, if somebody's taking their last breath, they don't say, yippee, that life insurance policy is finally going to pay off. <laughs> I know. Insurance is like that. Well, my mom's 90, and my policy would, like, expire when I'm 87, so there's a good chance I could live to be 90. Sure, but, but it's a term I... life. It's not costing you a big amount of money. So then I go, no. I, then I go full circle again. Are there, uh, are there kids you'd want to have benefit of that if you did die while that term was in place up to age 87, or they all set and they don't, uh, even though they might like some money falling out of the sky, they don't need it. They just want no. you to live and enjoy your life. Absolutely. So if it's, if it's the latter, there may not be any real need for that. And when you talk about uh, taking care of things at the end, I love the way you said that. You're talking about uh, funeral, talking about burial, things like that. Those don't have to cost a lot. Uh, we traditionally think of us as, ourselves as sitting ducks when a loved one dies and we start scrambling to make arrangements. But I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about the advantage of joining a funeral or a memorial society. No, I haven't. If you check out funerals.org, I don't know if there's a chapter near you these are nonprofits that use essentially group buying power to usually get people somewhere between a 40 and 70 percent discount on what you'd normally pay for final arrangements well let me tell you this my husband and i are not super materialistic people and we don't really care what happens to us after we're gone i think we're both going to be cremated so make sure you make sure your kids know that and by the way if that is your choice with the uh, uh, memorial societies, you're going to be able to save a lot of money by having a cremation done through their arrangements rather than your kids scrambling and trying to figure that out. 
Well, that is good to know. And we wanted to save, I guess the main reason we're doing this is we want to save our children the job of dealing with this when they're grieving. All right. So what you do, go ahead and if you if you do want to join the Memorial Society and use their platform, do it, join it. They're really cheap to join for a lifetime membership. And make sure you... Do you have this information on your website? Yes, but just go to funerals.org and you'll see it. And then send a letter to all your kids telling them, hey, this is what we want. This is what we've done. Don't worry about it. It's enough to deal with one of us passing away. You don't have to make these decisions. We've done it for you. And that way it works so much better than kids in sadness or in guilt or whatever trying to figure out what in the world you'd want, make sure they know up front. Robin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Robin. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Oh, doing well, thank you. How about yourself? Good, good. You want to talk about your mom? Yes, my mother is 90 years young, and she has decided to sell her home finally. So Wait, she's been living do, on her own up to 90 years of age? Uh, till just about eight months ago, yes. Wow. Very uh-huh. impressive. Uh, yes, very. So what should she do with the proceeds from the home? She's not going to purchase another home. She's going to continue living with me. And so the money will be for the purpose of living expenses for her? Uh, living expenses or um, a fund in case she does need care in a rehab or hospital or nursing home. Okay. All right. So, and then ultimately, when your mom does pass away, what are her wishes with these proceeds if they're not needed for medical care or things like that? To be divided among her uh, four children. Okay. All right. So I would say that at her age, you've got to just play it as simple as possible because you don't know at what point she might need uh, some medical care and may need to be in assisted living or whatever. And this is going to sound so unbelievably conservative, but I would put the proceeds into a simple savings account. Really? Yeah, because if you told me that the proceeds from this, she's really not going to need, they're ultimately going to be inherited by her children, then I would recommend something completely different. I would recommend investing the money and letting it uh, grow till the time of her passing that hopefully is still a long way from now. Maybe she'll break the century mark. And, mm-hmm. and then you'd be able to, whoever would be the executor would be able to distribute those proceeds. But in a case where you don't know if the money is going to be needed for her care, you can't really invest it. Okay, correct. That's what I was worried about. And so that's why the proceeds need to go into simple savings, but not at a traditional bank. It should be at an online bank. Okay. And then the money's available as it's needed. And if it's not needed then ultimately uh, it would be distributed per her wishes. Yes. So I, nothing exotic here. No room okay. for that. And if you go on 
I'll give you a couple of sites you can see the best deals on online savings accounts. Go to bankrate.com, go to gobankingrates.com. Either of them will get you a list of the best deals around the country for online savings accounts. Oh, well, perfect. Thank you very much. Sure, and best of health to her, and you're a great daughter taking in your mom and taking care of her. Well, we enjoy it. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you have. Our websites are clark.com and clarkdeals.com. So there was a really sobering survey done by TD Ameritrade of how people are feeling about their glide path to being able to retire. And I got to tell you, people are really gloomy right now about that because of the economic impacts that have hit people like a two-by-four with coronavirus. So 70% of people approximately say that it has affected their ability to meet their retirement goals, seven zero percent Now, what's fascinating about that, when the identical survey questions were asked during the Great Recession, the number of people who expected impact was actually a lot lower than what it is right now with coronavirus. And there are people particularly who are close to retirement or who've had to dip in to the money that they have taken advantage of the ability to pull money out of retirement accounts penalty-free, who have done that in order to take care of bills that you got right now. But most people, a lot more than the 7 in 10 who expect disaster, are going to be okay. Because as severe and sudden as the impact of coronavirus has been, the longer-term effect is likely to be significantly lower than what we had with the Great Recession. You know, the Great Recession was caused by the banking scandals and structural imbalances in the economy. It was all economically based. This situation is where the economy took a sucker punch when the economy was generally healthy, but our health became the item that was at risk. So this, with our health problems leading to an economic problem, is a temporary thing. And when we come up with the effective treatments for coronavirus or an effective vaccine, when we defeat coronavirus, the economy, because it was not structurally ill, can come back quicker and you will be in a position if you trust me on that to be more confident about how you do going forward but it is um it is amazing to see how down people are emotionally about the effects of coronavirus on your long-term play i mean there are people who are approaching retirement that this timing is as terrible as it could possibly be. But when you're younger, the key is if you're still employed or when you become employed again, is that you contribute regularly to a 
retirement plan offered by your employer or your own Roth IRA and time and money that you put in, that combination is what leads to the long-term financial security and the retirement you want to have. Michael's with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Michael, you are trying to do everything you can to protect your identity online. How are you trying to do that? Well, just kind of trying to take your advice that you've given over the years. And thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Um, the first thing I was doing was um, uh, taking your advice on getting a Chromebook. So we got us a financial-only Chromebook. Within that Chromebook, would you install... The LastPass plug-in that, you, that, that, you, that people talk about, would you recommend for or against that? I think that is, nobody's ever asked me running um, LastPass or Dashlane through a Chromebook, but that's actually brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it would fit. Oh, you think it would be okay? Yeah, I think it fits the whole idea of using a Chromebook as a financial computer because you think about the heart of security for finance is password protection Uh and so since LastPass and Dashlane do such a uh, great job of protecting your usernames and passwords I think that is uh, the right thing to do would you keep a separate LastPass account between your personal laptop versus your financial only laptop separate LastPass accounts? Would you keep them together? I think it's okay to keep them together. Okay. Okay. And uh, I really appreciate that suggestion. You know, nobody's ever asked me that. That's really brilliant. Raj is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Raj. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you. You have an update for me on something I scratched my head about recently on the air, don't you? Yes, I do. So there was a a recent call and uh, there was a question about after-tax 401k and there seemed to be some confusion there. So I thought I would uh, give you a call and uh, share what I know about it. All right. So since I took that call, I've done some reading myself, but I'd love for you to go ahead and give the explanation. Sure. So we all know that there are multiple types of uh, 401ks. So one is the traditional Lazarus Roth and the third one is the after tax. So IRS usually sets limits on the amount of money that you can contribute on the 401k, which is $19,000, add another $6,000 if you're above 50. But if your employer allows, you can do something called an after tax contribution which is on top of the 19000 So what happens is you can uh, contribute, let's say you are contributing X percent of your salary and then you, let's say, invest 19000 there is still money left that you want to invest. You go into something called an after-tax bucket. And uh, typically what happens is the money that goes in is already taxed, but the earnings actual tax-free, and when you withdraw it, the earnings alone gets taxed at your ordinary income tax level. So that's how people might be able to invest more than the 19000 limit, and the total is about $56,000, including your your contributions to 401k, Roth's 401k, after-tax, and your com- company matches. And your explanation is perfect. Now, the thing is, uh, most people 
are never going to even contribute to what they can contribute as the max of a 401k. So it's going to be typically somebody who's what I call a max saver, somebody who is determined to live on much less than what they make, be able to retire when they're happy to retire, or maybe somebody who makes a big paycheck and is in a high tax bracket and they're able to uh, tax defer paying tax on earnings till way down the road. Now, uh, from analyzing it after that phone call, I think that most people are going to be better served, Raj, by instead of doing the after-tax 401k, doing a traditional investment account and putting money into index funds or index exchange-traded funds because with this after-tax 401k, the money you earn on it is going to be subject to ordinary income tax, the highest tax rate you're subject to, where capital gains is much, much lower, which you have in a regular investment account. That is true, Clark, but they can add some companies, uh, I believe, actually I should say many companies, they do allow you to do a in-plan Roth conversion. So what happens is, you deposit it after tax and it gets converted into Roth uh, immediately. So there is a tremendous benefit for people going this after tax route as well, especially if your company allows you to do that. So No doubt, uh, you're completely right. I mean, that's you're describing the same strategy that I talk about with the weird thing called a non-deductible IRA, which people that are prohibited by income from doing a Roth IRA put money in this non-deductible and then immediately recharacterize it as a Roth and it's a way around the normal income restriction. And yes, you are completely right. If you have the ability to go around the normal limit, contribute additional money into an after-tax 401k, and then virtually immediately reclassify it as Roth money, it is an esoteric strategy, but it's fantastic because then instead of having to pay tax on the earnings down the road, it's all yours tax-free. So I really appreciate you calling in about it because I was clueless when I took that call. And then it was like, oh, yeah, this is just like a non-deductible IRA. But then you added the additional wrinkle, and it can work for a very, very thin slice of people. Kenneth is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Kenneth. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Thank you. What's going on, Kenneth? Well, I had a question. Um, I recently paid off my car, and it was my oldest installment credit on my credit report. And it actually negatively impacted my credit about 40 points, and I was wondering what I could do to 40 get it back points? Up. No. Yes. It's, that's a coincidence. Something else okay. something else happened that would not account for a 40-point drop because the history of your successfully paying on that installment loan remains. And well, when I pull up my credit on Credit Karma, it doesn't show it anymore at all. It may That's... be that, that that particular lender does not report status of loans that have been paid off. Mm-hmm. But that would be like uh, that would be unusual. Now, Credit Karma, you have access to what Experian and TransUnion, Equifax and Experian, if I remember okay. right. 
All right, whichever the two are, I'm going by memory. Has it vanished on both of those or just one? Yes, both. That is so odd. Yeah, I thought it would stay on there as a positive you know, paid off account, you know, paid in full. Which it didn't. absolutely should. And I've never heard somebody tell me what you're telling me. That is really something. No, so it is TransUnion and Equifax are the two uh, yes. that are on. Pretty sure. That, that's the two. We just looked at it on Credit Karma. So what is that number that is down a pretty significant 40 points? What are you at? Uh, around 760. It fluctuates. You know how you know, different factors change it day to day. So once you're, even though that's a, a body blow dropping from around 800 to 760, it, I don't know how much of a factor it would be that they've deleted that loan, weird, but at those numbers, your numbers are so solid, you can borrow anything you want at the most favorable rates with a credit score of 760 or above. Okay. Now, anything, um, anything above 760, it's basically bragging rights. Okay. <laughs> so you're doing very well with credit, and that's distressing to me that that loan has gone into thin air, and your score should be fine over time. And the best way to get it, if you want to get it higher, but you're already great, is for you to reduce how much of your available credit you're using on credit cards. The more you drive that down, the more that should put your score back up towards 800 or so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. David's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, David. Hi, Clark. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Well, great to have you here. And you have a teenager who is amazing at saving money, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that he is. He has about $25,000 in the bank, and uh, he's currently working. Owns a vehicle that's paid for. It's a 15-year-old truck. Very frugal with his money, and he pays for insurance and gas and some food. Has no desire, really, to go to school. And in a couple of years, it's possible he, he could be making a significant amount um, for his age. So my question to you is, what, what would be the best path for his money uh, and his future? So uh, fantastic that he has already saved so much money. And what will be great for him as a teenager is to take 6000 of those dollars right away and put them into a Roth IRA. Because okay. if he takes that money and puts it in a Roth, how old a teen is he? He's 19. 19, all right. So um, putting that money in now 
when you look at how many times that money will double over the decades, it's just incredible the positive effect that 6000 will have for him through the years. And since he is, sounds like such an incredibly responsible person, if he puts himself on a path where through the years he keeps maxing out a Roth IRA, he will establish extreme financial security for himself later in life. Because Roths grow tax-free and you spend all the money from them tax-free. What is the maximum contribution for self-employment? Well, that's an interesting question because he's working for himself. Yes. So when he works for himself, he can do, uh, you want to do the Roth, but he also can do something known as a SEP or a solo 401k. And the solo 401k or the SEP allow him to put aside um, significant amounts of his money. Typically with the SEP, he can put aside a quarter of what he makes each year and have it grow over the years. Now, with the typical SEP, the money is pre-tax money and then is then you pay tax on it when you spend it in retirement. So if he were to do a SEP and a Roth, the advantage of that is he's got a pre-tax pile of money and a post-tax pile of money. And that combination works really well later in life. So this is fantastic. We're having this conversation for a son who's not even 20 yet. Yes, yeah, so like I said, he is a, a very frugal spender and um, very responsible with his money. So, so well, any of the low, I want to tell you, David, any of the low-cost companies I talk about, I talk a lot about the big three, Vanguard, Schwab, and Fidelity. He can do both of these things with them, whichever one he would pick simultaneously. I see. And I would just recommend they slap all the money in the target retirement fund, uh, like 2065. Okay. Is where he'd be looking at. If you think about his lifespan, that's about where he'd be looking at spending money, 2060, 2065, somewhere in there. Okay. So then he doesn't well, have thank to figure out. the advice. Sure. You know, then the great news, he doesn't have to figure out what he's going to invest in. It's just he opens that Roth. He opens that SEP pops the money in those accounts, the investment choice is the target retirement fund, and all he's got to do is fund them, which obviously he's going to do. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.